survive the night. Oh God! So, what have you guys been watching this week? Anything? Um, what have we been watching? Uh, oh, you know what I watched recently with Rob? I think we talked about it. I don't know if we talked about it on an episode of the podcast, but I watched um, Killing of a Sacred Deer. It's a good movie. Good, but really weird. I, yeah. I wasn't sure how to process it. Made me feel bad. <laughs> I don't know if you can process it. You just uh, have to deal with the consequences. The thing that was really off-putting to me about that movie was just how they were acting like they were like so devoid of emotion and everybody followed that same sort of wavelength of just being super weird and like emotionless which made it more i guess impactful when there was actual emotion like the time where colin farrell starts like sobbing his eyes out oh yeah yeah it was, it was a rough movie it was that that kid uh, that we all want to punch in the face yeah not even just his character i just <laughs> no, want to find face. him i want to find him <laughs> he's and beat a him up in great real life. actor but we He's Wonder. very good at being unlikable. Yes. <laughs> it's much like you, Ryan. Is. That's true. <laughs> I don't know if I agree with that. Right? I don't agree with that. What about what about you? What have you watched this week? I watched all of Mid- Midnight Mass in a day. Yeah. It was good. You're a crazy person. <laughs> it's like 10 hours. I wa- started it at 1 in the morning and then had some sleep and then went to work and then I watched all the rest of the episodes at work. I'm good. about six episodes through. I watched. You haven't finished it? No. And Sarah's real mad at me for not finishing it because oh. she's like, we should watch it. We got time. And I'm like, yeah, I'm just going to put some YouTube on or something. <laughs> That's what I end up doing too. Like I should be watching stuff. And I'm just like going through stupid videos on YouTube. Yeah. I want to watch Squid Game. Have you guys watched any of that yet? I want to watch it. But after the whole, the, the, the hype, the hype goes away. Yeah. I'll probably watch it. It's a pretty like big trope in like japanese stuff so i've read a lot of stuff with that in it yeah okay well uh hello everyone welcome to survive the night episode six right six six sorry my name is amir i'm co-hosting with andy hello and oh god and ryan yes we'll cut that part out it's maybe we sound a bit different i'm hoping we sound a little bit better because we upgraded. We moved. We moved the studio out of the water, out of our, uh, out of our cave. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> On today's episode, we're going to be discussing House, uh, which is a movie that I watched very recently, so it's very fresh in my head. I don't uh, want to, before we really get into it, we should specify, because there are a couple of different movies called House. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, there is. Yeah, yeah. there's the, the Japanese. House. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but this is the 1986 American film, mm-hmm. right? House. Uh, yeah. Has uh, four movies in it, one of which is doesn't it? even have the title. <laughs> yeah, it's not even supposed to be in there. Uh, and then there's also the random cheers connection to house yeah yeah, yeah. Well, well we'll be getting into that eh? yeah that surprised me seeing him but yeah we'll get into that as god well. i sound good on here <laughs> i just want to make out with your voice 
I'm a little upset you didn't do the thing before we started recording the little. Okay, today we're going to be doing a podcast. There's still a full podcast for me to do that. About house. It's, um, this is how we. Um, I'm just going to start. ASMR. I'm going to start every episode we're talking about uh, the podcast with them. Um... Anyway, here we All go. All right, let's get into it. <laughs> Uh, so House revolves around an antisocial doctor who will do whatever it takes to solve puzzle puzzling medical cases. I know, I, I know, I know, I know, I know. This has already been written by Amir. I didn't even clue in until the very end. <laughs> I was like, wait, I didn't write that. Oh yeah, I did. I did. I was like, he was a doctor. I thought he was a writer in the. Movie. Yeah, I wanted to make some jokes about how we were talking about House, the it's, TV show, but it's not. Well, I'll continue here. The stars, the man, the show is named after House, <laughs> played by Hugh Laurie. This show won five Emmys and was nominated for 140 total awards. Holy crow! It's <laughs> written. This, this is now a House television podcast. Uh, the, the real synopsis is a little further down. It's very brief. I, I know. I, I just wanted to get that out there because I thought it was funny. House was released in 1985 and has since become a bona fide Halloween cult classic. It has? Has H- it? Halloween? Horror cult okay. classic maybe would be a better way to describe it. Uh, originally conceptualized as a straight-up horror flick, the script was eventually rewritten to become a comedic cult masterpiece enjoyed by so many today. House follows the story of Roger Cobb, an author, uh, uh, an author after the mysterious death of his aunt taking uh, over the house she lived in. Um, can we? So um, I got here Roger Cobb's two novels that are shown in the movie. So the one I think he's working on or just finished or whatever is called Blood Dance. And the other one is just called Sword of Bad. <laughs> Wait, what? Sword of Bad. Sword, like a... Sword of yeah, Bad. Yeah, like sword. Those are terrible names (laughs) i mean blood dance is pretty common but then it was like and don't forget don't forget sort of bad okay the movie uh continues um (laughs) roger cobb he's there he's going through weird happenings in the house and soon descends into madness and hilarity well it actually starts with that the uh the grocery boy coming to the house does it? Yeah, he there just starts with this grocery boy doing a delivery at this house, right? Um, and he the door just opens for him, and he walks in, and nobody's around. He eventually makes his way upstairs to one of the bedrooms where he sees Roger Cobb's aunt hanging, and it's actually kind of creepy. Like that's one of the one of the only spots in the movie that kind of creeped me out was seeing her hanging. Well, it did start out as like a genuine, just right. straightforward mm-hmm. horror movie, and they just reworked the script. They didn't change it completely, I don't think. So yeah, so after that, I guess uh, he moves he moves back in or, or takes over the house. They wanted him to sell it. Uh, he moves back in and wants to finish writing his new book there away from everybody else. Sort of bad. Sort of bad. His, uh, he was really close with his aunt, um yeah she uh she raised him after his mother died um so yeah she he was roger was close to his aunt so we need to ask the question uh who the fuck is jimmy who the fuck is jimmy (laughs) that's what is written right on here so there's yeah there's 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 one part in the the movie where i think it's it's roger like calling out for jimmy but before yeah you don't know who it is yeah we weren't introduced to him at all yeah so i'm like that was my genuine reaction like who the fuck is Jimmy? okay yeah it's his his kid that he has lost 
uh, through like his uh, he's still with his wife in this, but they have like this weird relationship. They're not really together, but mm-hmm. they're still married. Right. And we don't really know why until mm-hmm. way later on in the movie what actually happens to Jimmy. He drowned in the pool. Right. Thanks for giving it away, Andy. That's oh, what, spoilers. That's what happens. <laughs> that's what happens. Okay, wait. Let's let's back up a little bit and say you're the grocery boy. Um, what? Yeah. What would you do in that situation? You're you're in this fucking large empty house. You're going up to deliver groceries, and you see a fucking woman hanging from the ceiling. Does he he goes into the house? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. The, door, the so, door opens for him. Yeah. I'm just not gonna be stupid and just put the groceries down and be like, "Hey, lady." Like I get groceries. Yeah, that's think, that's a good call. I think he wants his his money though. Oh, that's how it works back in the day. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> better get your fucking money. Oh my God. Uh, if I wasn't getting paid, obviously I wouldn't be going in. But yeah, if I needed my money, I would be going in and asking her. So it's gonna happen where I'm gonna be going into the house and I'm gonna be seeing this dead lady. And then I'm gonna have to pay for therapy the rest of my life. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say, and then I'm the one who had to pay for the groceries. <laughs> yeah, I ate all the groceries. <laughs> have you guys ever seen a woman hanging from the ceiling? I mean, like not this in week? real life. <laughs> this week. When I was growing up, there was actually a, a house behind my my house where um, somebody hung himself from the tree. I never saw him hanging, but I saw all the cops and stuff. He was, it was uh, winter time, and he had been like covered in snow because it was snowing and uh it was a really fucked up uh thing that happened in my neighborhood it really shook the neighborhood up but imagine how different your life would have been if i saw it yeah you could be like someone cool now wow i'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> i'm apologizing for him saying that i know i know it's fine um yeah. before we we get real real into it um the guy who plays Roger Cobb his name's William Cat and he was in uh, Carrie as well. Oh, what yeah. did he play in Carrie? Did he play like somebody that bullied her? Probably. Yeah, he played like a lot of like random roles. He was like in Supergirl <laughs> for a couple oh. episodes, hmm. like the recent TV show. Yeah, from like 2017. Oh. Or That's weird. To talk more about the the actor, I I fucking loved his performance in the movie because he I think he just played it perfectly. You know, he was he was just the right amount of serious, but you could tell that he was really digging into the comedic vibe mm-hmm. of the movie, which is just awesome. His facial expressions and stuff really yeah, got definitely. a kick out of him. He was Tommy Ross in Carrie. Oh, yeah, I remember who that okay. was. Yeah, um, yeah he's, a, he's a great actor. Also, the, the character's name, just Roger Cobb, is just a funny to me. I don't know. Is a funny to you? That's a funny name. <laughs> That's a funny. That's a funny. It's pretty funny. Two out of ten. Anyway, he starts to experience weird things throughout the house, uh, like the vision of his uh, his aunt killing herself, and she says that she was tricked by by the house. Oh, by the house? Yeah, not by the um, not by the bag boy. Uh, no, I was, gonna <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say um, fuck, what the hell is it? Uh, the rabbit, Tricks Rabbit, what's his name? Tr- I don't. Do we ever figure out his name? Tricky O'Hare. <laughs> I'm really fucking curious, man. Trick's rabbit name. Yeah, can we pull that up on the screen, please? Turn off your phone. Son of a bitch. You're going to be arrested. Okay, you guys are going to be shocked. This guy does have a name. <laughs> Has nothing to do with tricks or rabbits. Don't don't look. Okay. His name is Cinnabon. The <laughs> Trick's rabbit's name is Cinnabon. Cinnabon. Okay. Why? 
It's so weird. Fuck. Hey, we're not only a horror podcast, we're also informative. Yeah. On your breakfast cereals. Yeah. This podcast is brought to you by Tricks. Tricks? It's not really. I don't know if we're allowed to say that. Silly Ryan. Uh, Is Tricks owned by Kellogg's? Yes, I believe so. And they're on strike right now, right? They own everything. Kellogg's is on strike? (laughs) (laughs) How am I supposed to get my Tricks? (laughs) No, it's, it's not. It's not. It's not Kellogg's. What is it? It's General Mills. Oh. I really like how my voice sounds like when I'm way over here. It sounds like you're in a different room. <laughs> anyway, uh, so yeah, if you're uh, in this house and you're starting to see like your aunt killing herself, is that just, is that you just uh, like having like PTSD or are you... Uh, Do we know about his PTSD yet in the movie? I've actually for- totally forgot he has PTSD, but yes, he does have that. But, but like, we don't know that yet. We don't know yet. Okay. Yeah. One thing that um, I, I put in here was the fact that Sandy Rogers' estranged wife mentions that she has she 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 doesn't like his aunt. Like she says something about her that um, I think she calls her crazy or something. But that's nothing. That's something that the the movie never revisits again. No. in the future. I think they they just didn't like each other because I think well later on it's like revealed like the kid dies in their pool. Right, and that's probably why like she is assumes that this person is kind of crazy and says on here roger's aunt enjoyed cre- uh, creating creepy paintings what kind of creepy paintings uh well there is that one that that is actually a, a key point in the movie where it shows her in front of a, a door um with the light it's it's the closet that we're going to talk oh, about right in a bit. and um yeah I'll, there's a few different paintings throughout the house that that you see that they, they don't really talk about they're just weird like i think one of them has like just an upper torso with like the mm. legs cut off for some reason so she was into isn't there shit. a painting of just like uh like um like household items floating and that comes later yeah. in yeah. later in the movie mm-hmm. yeah there's also one of cat dog from the animated series cat dog <laughs> is it really oh Show came out in like the two thousand. <laughs> Cat dog. Okay. Um, oh, I remember that show. Okay. Roger stays in the house because, because why not? Uh, he seems to see. Uh... <laughs> What's going on? This thing is so all over the place. <laughs> You've like copied and pasted a few times. Oh, have uh, I? Yeah. Oh. At least on here. Um, Amir, you are banned from you are doing plot summaries. <laughs> okay. okay. Let's talk about his neighbor, uh, who's Norm from Cheers. Yeah, when he initially meets his neighbor, I'm like, wait, what? He's Norm's in this movie? Yeah. So random. It's so great because he does play a really, his character, I think, is quite, is quite funny. It's just like this, he's a fan of, of Roger Cobb. He calls himself his biggest fan. Biggest fan, yeah. Carries around a like ripped up uh, copy of his book in his his pants. <laughs> yeah, that was weird. He just pulled yeah. out his like all these papers go flying yeah. over the lawn. Like, what are you doing? It's uh, should be mentioned, I guess, that like even in House Two, another guy from yes, Cliff, Cheers is, Cliff in is in it. Yeah, he he was the uh, the electrician He's slash adventurer slash adventurer, <laughs> and gives the kid the card that says like his business yeah. <laughs> seriously if you haven't seen these movies you need to go out and watch yeah. them they're just they're a lot of fun they're just yeah they're just silly fun movies not the third one i think it, it gets 
to being uh you haven't seen it yet have you no i haven't yet it's pretty gruesome but mostly because it isn't really part of the series no um so we we're going back uh and we keep seeing these flashbacks of jimmy dying um which is the sun which is the sun okay we can jump to after where i rate uh, his neighbor's his biggest fan um we go back into the house and Rogers is Rogers. Roger is on his computer and it never shows the front of the computer. I was just insanely curious about what fucking computer this guy was using in, ni- in the 1980s, but we never get to see it, unfortunately. But then suddenly we're transported to Apocalypse Now. We get the first sort of war flashback. Right, he's, he's back in Vietnam. I guess he's getting these flashbacks because he's writing, probably. He's he's right. He's supposed to be writing a, uh, supposed to be another horror Move or horror book, but like I think he's doing more of a, his own experiences uh, in this new book. What he saw in Nam, yeah, it's him and his uh, war compadres kind of just talking. N- none of this is really relevant at all to what's happening at at the house. The main guy from Vietnam does it show him yet? Ben. Yeah. Yeah. So we we are introduced to Ben, um, who seems to be like this kind of bully type guy within the army. He thinks he's he's a big shot. He's like disobeying a lot of orders and gets a lot of people killed. Yeah. He kind of goes rogue, and we, there's just like a little shootout in in the jungle, um, and then it jumps back to uh, present time in the house. Do you think they played Welcome to the Jungle? They sh- they should have. Was it out then? No. Oh. I just imagine they're Maybe, playing just wait. like bird is the word. It or might something. have been out by then. I think it should have been out by then. Um, so I'm at the part where he has a dream now. So after he comes out of the flashback, he talks to Sandy on the phone, who is at some award show, and um, I don't know if best he's like dumper. <laughs> what best dumper? That's the award show she's at. She's the, winning the best dumper. The best dumper. Dump- <laughs> I don't remember that detail. No. Yes. It, here are my notes. he's he's pulling our leg um but she whatever award show she's at she loses and i don't know what it is she lost best dumper (laughs) she did oh my gosh whatever's happening with roger's mind though like he he's like pretending that he's at a poker party at his place and he's like oh yeah hang on guys yeah turn the volume down here yeah he's like pretending he like keeps like turning up everything and being like yeah, to make himself sound like he's fucking cool. Yeah, yeah. But he's maybe, not. Maybe he's like having FOMO because she's, you know, winning, potentially winning an award, but she doesn't. Best dumper. Um, and so this is where around this time we get our first kind of interaction with um the I don't even know what to call it because they never name it in the movie, but the the monster in the closet. Oh, the 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 okay. I didn't. Uh, I thought it just happened. I don't know if we. Like, did it happen all at once, or did it? Was there like uh, things leading up to it? Um, fuck. I'm pretty sure it just happened at, at once. He went into that room at midnight. Yeah. And then it just came out. Yeah. And what was the monster? No idea. It was. Does it not show it? It, no, it, it does. does. Yeah, it I does. mean, describe the monster. It's just like this weird. It looks like something that was out of like Hellraiser. Yeah, it's just like this. It almost looks like it has multiple limbs coming out of random spots from like a big weird shaped body it doesn't have any real form no um and it kind of just clings to the to the uh, closet yeah so uh, after this point 
Um, obviously, Roger wants to... Okay, actually, before we move on to what he does next, what the fuck do you do if there's a fucking weird creature that comes out of your closet? Like, Okay, yeah. I pulled up a picture here. We should definitely post this. Um, before, sorry, we get into that, I want to say like the special effects monsters in this movie oh, they're are great. Yeah. awesome. They're so awesome. good. Very creative, but also very silly. Yeah, just like really fun. It's a fun time. Yeah. Fun time fun. for everybody. I'm looking at the picture of it and like... It's got its actual face, right? But then it's got like a face on its side here, a mm-hmm. little tiny one and stuff. So it's really like creative. I'm trying to think of like what they would have been thinking when they created this. It again, it just looks like a bunch of bodies put together, deformed, um, again with random limbs coming out of it. Um, but yeah, after this point, uh, what he does is he decides to do a stakeout of the closet so he with sets norm up, with norm yeah, yeah he sets up all these cameras it's not initially with norm he sets up the cameras and stuff and then norm walks in oh right he has a, like a, a a six pack and they want to get he wants to get drunk with him or something or hang out and then he's like come come see this <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah he positions all these cameras in front of the closet and I think actually what happens is before is as as midnight strikes, that's when Norm walks in, mm. and he's not actually able to do the stakeout this night because because Norm ruins it. Oh, okay. Man, fuck that guy. Uh, one of the things that Norm says, I wrote the quote down. What's here, his actual name? Harold. Harold. Is it yeah, Harold? I probably shouldn't be calling him Norm. <laughs> <laughs> fuck. Oh man. Pretty sure it's Harold. Let me like, just make sure. If you ever met him as a, as an actor, it, it would be so hard not to call him Norm. I guess so. Did you not watch a lot of Cheers growing I up? I never watched Same. Cheers. I, I love the theme song, but I oh. never, never watched it. No. I, it was always on. I had no choice. Yeah, it's Harold. They forced me to watch it. Um. So one, one thing that sorry, one thing that Harold says that I love is Cobb's telling him about like he needs solitude in this house and one of the quotes from Harold is solitude's always better with someone else oh <laughs> like yeah that makes a lot of sense okay Thanks, everybody Harold. knows your name very nice thank you that's from cheers right yeah okay cool so for the, yeah I guess from the best dump awards <laughs> sorry dumper <laughs> not the best dump <laughs> you are just a hoot today <laughs> Um, so what, I guess, yeah, what, what would you do if you saw a monster in your closet? Which is terrifying because like, that's the big thing as a kid. Yeah. The fucking monster in your closet. I would probably do what he's doing in it, trying to get proof of it. Hmm. Um, I think his setup is, is quite good. I think I'd just be like, okay, we don't open this closet anymore. It's, yep. Or we just don't go in that room at all. Yeah, that's true. I also don't know why he's got eight cameras pointed out. You only really need one. (laughs) (laughs) More photographs, the better. It also doesn't ever explain why the monster only comes out at midnight. It never talks. I think that's just you know that was always like a whole thing growing up. Is like all the all the creatures come out at midnight. That's true. Even though it's supposed to be the witching hour, which is three a.m. Uh, following this experience is um, when uh, the house sort of starts to come alive against Roger. Uh, this is when the crazy tools and stuff. Oh, yeah. They start following and levitating at him. And we uh, get the, the swordfish plaque on the wall that comes alive, which is just so fucking weird. <laughs> Why does it say in my notes here? It says, I can't hide the fact that I've been a male prostitute all my life. <laughs> I 
I wrote that down because somebody says it. Now I just don't remember who the fuck oh. said it. Um, <laughs> is it one of the characters? It's one of the characters. Okay. It was just a mirror while I was watching it. <laughs> I thought he was writing down his deepest, darkest secrets. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, just don't put it in the note. Come on. <laughs> oh, I, just have to, I just have to remember to put the character's name inside the quote. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I was doing this all while I was watching the movie. Oh, okay. But yeah, so the, the swordfish on the wall comes alive, and then he shoots it with a shotgun, and it starts to whimper, which is fucking weird. Oh, yeah, it's very weird. You're crying, Andy. Uh, yeah, I am. I'm laughing so hard. <laughs> this episode is insane. <laughs> I'll, I'll, don't worry, I'll get us through this. <laughs> um, so this is when this is uh, one of the sort of a key moment in the movie where uh, Sandy, quote unquote, Sandy, his estranged wife, visits him. He greets her at the door. She comes in, and she turns into this fucking grotesque monster. So that part actually kind of creeped me out when I first saw it because she kind of like ducks down a bit out of the camera's view and then she pops back mm. up and she's just this purple monster really fat and, and yeah grotesque. really like it's a it's a, a really cool design it um, sort of reminds me of the character designs from evil dead yeah i don't know if you remember it does have yeah. a lot of that yeah and then uh yeah i guess he he does not like that and then and then shoots the monster and then it tr- doesn't it transform back into sandy it transforms back into sandy after after because um harold actually witnesses the shooting right and then he calls the cops but he doesn't say that he shot her he says that somebody's attempting to kill themselves and i don't know why that he says that because he uh, thinks he the he, writer is gonna kill himself yeah doesn't he, he, he doesn't thinks he's see sad, yeah, yeah he doesn't see the actual shot go off or he just hears it and then so the the cops come over um he drags what does turn back into Sandy into uh, like a little closet on the first mm-hmm. floor. And then he greets the cops at the front uh, of his house where he's like polishing his shotgun for some <laughs> reason. Um, the cops tell him to put the, put the, put the gun away. And um, then they realize that he's a famous author and they sort of brief, befriend him. They were about to write him a citation, but they changed mm-hmm. their mind because he's an author because famous people get away with everything. Um, and then with literal murder. <laughs> and then, murder. Um, and uh, then he 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 invites the cops in for coffee, and this whole scene is 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 pretty funny actually. Oh, and then the monster steals the gun. Yeah, yeah. he's looking for the gun, and he realizes that, that the monster steals it. But the parts where he's serving coffee to the cops is just so awkward and weird and i found it really entertaining one of them needs to use the washroom and he guides them to it and then he notices the door starts to the closet door starts to open um overall though the the uh, interaction with the cops goes smoothly and then um then when they leave he goes back to tending to the monster which is now not in that little closet anymore uh, eventually, what happens is that he cuts the monster's head off with shears, and then it starts playing the really uh, happy music. We which, should insert a clip. We yeah. should because yeah. it's just so stupid. It's so good. It's just out of nowhere. Yeah. Feeling better now that we're through. Feeling better. Me and Rob, I was watching this with Robin, and we just kind of like looked at each other, like, "What?" <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure. I feel like Robin would have been annoyed with this movie. She she fell asleep halfway. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Um. Anyway, uh, once he like gets the body back, or he kills the monster, then then wraps up the body in like plastic, like a plastic bag. Yeah. Or like, doesn't he like? Does he dismember it? 
not i don't think he dismembers it yet okay uh, he puts it in the bag um he's out in the back uh getting ready to bury it and then his neighbor who he seems to have a crush on comes over not norm not Harold. Uh, <laughs> her name's Tanya. Uh, and yeah, again, he seems to have a crush on her. She's like a model or something. Although if it was Harold, that would have made the movie a little bit more interesting. It's true. Uh, so he's, yeah, he's in the backyard uh, working, as he says, and he is trying to bury this body. And then she comes over and, and sort of interrupts mm-hmm. him. And while they're talking, the hand of the monster comes out of the bag and is like reaching for mm-hmm. his foot, and he's like stepping on it and stuff. <laughs> and he doesn't he just, like he starts smacking it with a with a, a shovel. Yeah, a few to, times trying to shut it up. Yeah, and... which is kind of like Evil Dead, isn't it? When yeah. he chops his hand off, oh, and he's got to kind of like try and mm-hmm. stomp it. What? How far apart were the two movies? So this was eighty six. I think it was Dead. Evil Dead's in the seventies, wasn't it? No, it's like early eighties. Evil Dead Two is uh, eighty seven. Eighty one. So this came yeah. out um, about five years after. Um, and so because he's having so much trouble trying to bury it, the, the next scene we see uh, are a bunch of holes buried across the garden because I guess he completely dismembers this body and buries it in pieces. So I want to uh, stop us there for a second. So if we were hiding a body mm. and the neighbor showed up, what would you do? <laughs> we're trying to find out how we'd hide a body. <laughs> it's going to come up at some point. It is. It's true. What would you do, Ryan? Uh, what would I do, hey? So I'm Roger Cobb, mm-hmm. super famous, wealthy, big-dicked author. It's pretty mm-hmm. sweet. I don't know why penis is involved, but okay. We never see his penis in the movie. Yeah, but well, you know. Okay. You know. House 69. <laughs> um, fuck. I, I have no idea. I don't <laughs> think about this stuff. You've never thought about burying a body? What you would do if somebody caught you burying that body? Honestly, I probably wouldn't bury it. I'd probably chop it up and try and dissolve as much of it as I can. Yeah, you know what? I, I agree. I, ideally, I would want to dispose of a body the way they do in Breaking Bad. Just like put it in a okay. bucket and like try to melt it. You know oh. what it's supposed to really work for is uh, you actually eat as much of it as you can. That's the best way to get rid of it. And then you got to cut the hands, No more the serial off, killer podcasts the teeth, for And then you, you got to no. scatter them to different no. provinces <laughs> or states. You got to take, <laughs> take a trophy. If we're going to get into it, then let's get into it. Also, I wanted to say that it wasn't a human body. It was a demon body, but you still are hiding it from somebody. Oh, why? I would just put it on display. Be like, yeah, it's a mannequin. <laughs> I don't know. They're not going to believe that it's real. This is replacing my swordfish that it came alive a few minutes ago. So it seems like he has now successfully buried this body. Um, I believe there's like another army flashback, which there's there's a few different ones. They don't necessarily move the plot forward very much. There's more just about Ben and sort of his character. Um, to derail for a second, yeah. the, uh, what was her name? Tammy? The neighbor? Yeah. Tanya. Tanya? Uh, Andy might be able to answer my question here. Did you know she was in Twin Peaks? Oh. For two episodes. Who does she play? Uh, Heba? Heba? No idea. She's in two episodes. If I got a fake fan right here. Okay. Sorry. I'm t- here's my card. <laughs> Please burn it. So yeah, now um, fast forward a little bit. Tanya comes over after Roger's having another sort of mental breakdown. And uh, he says that he's sort of too busy to hang out. And she comes over to impose her kid onto him to babysit him. Yeah, that was weird. Yeah. yeah, that was very weird. Like, here's my kid, and then you have to bathe my kid. Yeah, we don't even know that she has a kid up until this no. point. No. She also never says to bathe 
the kid, but he does anyways. Like he's just giving this random kid a bath, which is <laughs> like, I found that a little that off, is very off-putting. weird. Like this is <laughs> <laughs> he gets the kid and he's like, I'm gonna give this kid a bath. <laughs> <laughs> but um, you see this kid over here? This, this is a fucking dirty kid. <laughs> they need to clean him up. <laughs> At one point, um, the monster, uh, the Sandy monster, comes back in the form of just a hand. And I, I don't remember how it pops up, but suddenly it's, like, attached to the kid's back. And then the and the mom shows up again. And, yeah, yeah he, he has to remove the hand as quickly as possible. I never understood stuff that does that, like movies that have stuff on your back or whatever. You're going to feel that immediately. Oh, yeah. Like, I can feel a tiny hair touch me and just assume it's a spider. So I'm going to be freaking out if something's on my back. Eventually, Rob, Rod, Roger <laughs> uh, is, is able to flush the hand down the toilet after... Uh, I, I was thinking the entire... There's no way that fucking yeah, hand's going to... Yeah, that hand's gonna, not going to go down the toilet. It's huge, but it does. Yeah, but also, it's an old toilet. Like, those had some power back then, you know? I'm surprised he didn't, you know give the kid another bath right after <laughs> well he should have given the kid another bath after the kid uh almost gets sucked up into the chimney there's these two oh, other yeah. monsters yeah yeah we never see again yeah that uh grab the kid by the chimney and start to suck him up the chimney uh do you say grab him by the chimney yeah <laughs> it basically felt like that i i for whatever reason i don't like the words you've been using <laughs> grab him by the chimney and suck him up <laughs> The kid's name's Robert. Um, Roger's eventually able to to save the kid. Wait, the kid's name is Rod Robert? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I don't know why that was so... You're like, <laughs> what? <laughs> Robert? <laughs> no. <laughs> this episode has gone completely off We're only half an hour into it. Uh, it's almost over, though. He successfully fends this kid off from these monsters, and Tanya comes back, and she's all thank- thankful and kisses him on the lips, and everyone's happy. There's nothing there that we need to touch on any further. I don't know if we want to talk about what we would do if we were bathing a kid. <laughs> Please, no. <laughs> um, we're already in trouble with the law for burying a body, okay? That's true. Harold comes back now. And uh, they're doing another stakeout of the closet. <laughs> Was that my voice? <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> We're not going to be able to air this episode. <laughs> What was that? Oh. It sounded so weird. <clears throat> All right, let's pull it together, gents. I'm really glad this is the episode where we've got a nice new setup, <laughs> yeah. and it's nice and crisp to really hear how fucking incompetent we are. Okay, Harold comes back over. They do another stakeout of the closet, and um, Roger tells Harold to shoot the monster with the harpoon gun when it comes out. But he doesn't even say it's a monster. He says it's a raccoon. A raccoon. <laughs> a big raccoon. Why would... Harold calls it Cujo. He actually oh. references Cujo. Um, so the monster comes back out. Harold freezes in terror and isn't able to shoot it in time. And Roger actually gets sucked into the closet, which transports him back into Vietnam. Uh, 
does it just transport him, or is this the part where he falls in? He's no, he's not falling in. That's the mirror scene. That's, in the back that's that. Okay, oh, okay. Just on. pretend I didn't say anything. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh yeah. So yeah. Um. He he goes back into the into the into Vietnam again. It's a lot like the previous scenes in Vietnam. We get a little more of Ben's story. Um. I don't think he dies yet. Because there's a point where Ben, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, ben no, dies. he. I don't think he's died, or he has died yet at this point. <clears throat> but when he comes back out, uh, Harold is there. He's drunk, uh, and then Roger discovers uh, his aunt's painting again, the one that actually shows the closet, and he realizes that one portion of the painting is covered up by something obstructing it. He pulls out a side, which reveals what Ryan was just referencing: uh, the mirror in the washroom. Mm-hmm. The best scene of the whole movie. It actually was really cool where he's falling, and then there's this 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 demon like demon bat thing. Oh yeah, but it's got okay. arms and a face. And he steals his gun from him, <laughs> and then it shoots at him. I just want to say though, like the 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 earlier portion of that mirror scene where he actually breaks the mirror, and I, I don't know why I just found it super fascinating. Um, it's a really cool uh, cool effect, just because it's like you're in. He's in this house, and then it's just like. Uh, another like can i help you <laughs> he's in this house because the movie's name is house oh my god anyway it's just a, a cool effect it looks like there's just this empty void in his bathroom does he he Speaking falls of, in or he no he decides to go in he goes yeah, in with looking like for rope, his son. Rope. he goes yeah. in looking for his son because he hears his son screaming yeah so I, has he just not found his son the whole time no, or no uh, I think he might have had a vision. Yeah, there's one scene where he has a vision of his son outside the window, but he never actually finds him. Um, so yeah, as, as Ryan was saying, uh, he descends into the mirror. He goes down when he discovers what we just referenced, that weird flying skeleton bat pterodactyl Again, creature. another thing that looks like it's straight out of Evil Dead True. or Army of Darkness. Yeah, so he grabs... Um, which, sorry, which came later than this, didn't it, Ben? Because mm-hmm. this came out Much in later. 86, yeah. yeah. Uh, he grabs the gun, shoots the rope, and then he falls into um, a body of water. Uh, and now he's back in Vietnam again. Um, and that's the episode. Okay, yeah. thanks for joining us. Yeah, we just didn't finish the uh, movie. and uh... So a- after <laughs> he uh, finds himself again in this Vietnam uh, area, he hears Jimmy. He follows him to Jimmy being trapped under this wooden uh, crate cage type thing. Uh, he's able to loosen him out of it. Uh, they do escape out of it together. Uh, they actually pop out of the pool again. Uh, they go back into the house and everything seems like, oh, it's all good. Everyone's happy. And then suddenly we see Ben from Vietnam come back. As a skeleton. As a monster. And the monster design is actually really cool. It is really cool, except for the fact that you can see his skeleton mouth and then underneath it oh, is yeah, you just human see his regular mouth. mouth yeah. Yeah. I never wasn't, noticed that. I didn't mention that. on his hands too? Yep. I'm pretty sure, yeah, where you like s- you could see stuff and then you can clearly see his skin. <laughs> it's a great design. Just if you look too closely, it ruins the illusion. Yeah, the, one thing I, the only thing I noticed from Ben was just that his lip sync was off, but I never noticed the uh, oh, human lips or human hand. Part of why you're not doing the plot some reason. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm going to kill you. <laughs> um, so now he tells Jimmy to run uh, out of the house and get help, um, but we never actually see Jimmy do that. He struggles with the door, and then we don't see Jimmy again Jimmy's until the end. Stupid. He is. Uh, <laughs> and now um, Kids, man. Ben and Roger get into this big fight. 
Uh, at one point, one of my favorite parts with this uh, scene, this interaction, is Roger just gets fed up and just starts beating the shit out of him, yeah. um, pulls his arm <laughs> off, and then he reattaches his own arm. I just thought it, it weird that Ben was attacking Roger because one of the first things Roger says to Ben was that I would have died for you. Mm-hmm. So I don't get why Ben is after him in the first place. I think it's just all memory based mm. and this this house is just twisting things for him. So it may not even even really be Ben. It might just be in a, like his his memory, his, uh, you know, just all the PTSD he's suffered, the house playing games with him mm. and just forming it into this this person that he remembers. Roger kind of alludes to the idea that this is all Ben's doing, like Ben has caused all of these um, weird happenings in the house. Sorry, this is the. Okay, sorry. <laughs> Which, uh, again, there's not really any explanation about, like, what, why, or how Ben has caused all of this stuff to happen. Um, in any case, yeah, he gets chased around the house a bit. One thing I noticed about Roger was he he did his own stunts in this in this house because there's one scene where he flips down the stairs in a very like dangerous situation and position, and there's no camera cuts. You see his face huh. the entire time. I was like, whoa, he could have like broken his neck yeah. easily. That's what happens when it's. It's like some random movie. It's not a big blockbuster, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, it's a weird movie. Um, and how it ends is um, Roger pulls out a grenade. Uh, he wedges it inside Ben's suit. Uh, he runs out of the house. He blows up. Uh, house is on fire. And then suddenly Sandy shows up, and sh- and Jimmy's like, oh, mom, and runs <laughs> over, and they hug. And that's it just kind of fades out yeah. after that. Yeah. Doesn't um the the bad guy doesn't he become like massive? No. Really? No. He stays the same size the yeah, throughout the whole thing. Really? Okay. I just have some interesting facts that we might have to double check then. Okay. okay. <laughs> All right. Well, if that's the end of it, like there's this movie's a bit more difficult to be like, "Oh, what would you do in this situation?" because Well, we've already we've already, you know, put our uh, ideas out there. Yeah, but like like I said, it's not much. Um, well, what, what would you do if you were fighting a skeleton man from Vietnam? I just wouldn't. I don't know. You just wouldn't? Yeah, I'd just be like, nope. I would do what Roger did. Like, what can he do at that point? But to There's just... no chance you would. I, I don't care what anybody says. They'd fight it. No, you'd be like, I've never seen anything so scary before. Now my mind is broken and I'm shitting myself. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's no way you're like, I'm going to beat okay, the shit well, out of this dude. If... What if you're in the same mindset as Roger Cobb? What if you're like, okay, this is the only way of me. This is the only thing standing uh, between me and and getting my son back. Okay, well, I would have went harder then, because doesn't he just beat him up a bit and then rip his arm off, and then the guy's like, okay, well, I'll so just you take go it harder. Then. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I go hard in the paint, man. Hard in the what? Hard paint. In the paint. It's a basketball reference. What's basketball? <laughs> okay, so. <laughs> The original screenplay, because uh, like I said before, this was supposed to be like an actual just straightforward horror movie, was by Fred Decker, who also, I think, wrote, he was the writer for The Predator, 2018. Oh. Oh. That's crazy. He also did some Tales from the Crypt episodes, uh, Night of the Creeps, and RoboCop 3. Wow. We don't talk about RoboCop 3, but Night of the Creeps sounds good. Okay. I just I thought it was crazy that like he, I, that his name... portfolio is just so I did House <laughs> and then The Predator. <laughs> yeah, it's a big time jump. <laughs> um, so the person who added the comedy in his name was Ethan Wiley, 
and he's done Children of the Corn 4. Oh, God. He did special effects for Gremlins. Mm. And yeah. my favorite part, he did two songs where he performed and wrote them for the Jason X soundtrack. <laughs> <laughs> the songs are called Jason Jam and X is the Loneliest Number. Oh, my God. Um. We will definitely have to add little snippets from those because they're not oh, good. From the songs? No. Yeah, they sound real bad. Can't, can't, uh, can't wait. In Hong Kong, the film had a different name. So instead of house, it's called Don't Go Into That House After Midnight. <laughs> wow. <laughs> well, well, don't. Don't go in, into the it's house true. after I mean, midnight. Don't go in the house at all, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Stay um, away. The... The war demon, like the the dude, the ghost dude, the skeleton man. Yeah. He uh, was a massive puppet, and he was standing at 18 feet tall and was operated by 15 people. Wow. Wait, what? So there must have been a scene, maybe it just showed him close up, where they had to use a huge one. Okay. I'm pretty sure. I think he's it's a, it's a person. I don't think it's a puppet. No, I know it's a person. I'm not stupid. <laughs> but I'm pretty sure at one point they use a puppet. Okay. Anyways, uh, <laughs> if someone wants to email us, survive the night podcast at Gmail to let us know if that's real or not. <laughs> I don't know if you have this tidbit. Do you guys know who Kane Hodder is? I do. Yeah, I'm sure you do. Uh, he was a nerd. He was a stunt director for the movie, but he also played in a majority of the Friday the Thirteenth movies. Jason himself. So he was the stunt coordinator? Stunt director. Oh, yeah. wow. It's got to get work somewhere. Okay, this is my favorite fact. I only found it on one site, so honestly, I don't know if it's true or not. I couldn't find anything about this at all. But if it is true, if anybody knows about this, please email us this because it sounds amazing. So following the release of the film, there was a commercial out the same year about drinking and driving <laughs> and it had all the creatures from house in it and at the end it has them all saying from all of us at the house please don't drink and drive <laughs> and i can't find the goddamn commercial anywhere so if anybody can find it where was this please send where us. was this listed as like being real just on just online oh, okay I, I try to look at other places so like mm. there's a good chance it's not true but why would why you would make you that, make that up? up that sounds real to me what yeah, makes why? it harder to search for obscure facts about the movie is the fact that it's called house yeah and it's yeah. so hard to search there's for so specifically many things house. for house yeah yeah it's always either the tv show or the japanese movie there's a few different movies oh. called house right plus for some reason um House is listed as coming out 1985 some right. places and 1986 other places. We actually have referenced both years during this podcast ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, IMDb I says believe 85. This, yeah, the, the final answer is 1985, I believe. You said that's what it said on the actual uh, video. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to hold that to you. But yeah, that's that's all I got. This is more of an obscure tape with not a whole lot of... I can't wait to cover House 2. Fun facts behind it. That'll be a, that'll um, be one a other thing is the other name for the movie in America was House Ding Dong, You're Dead. Wait, that was the full title? That's what it says is, is also known as. Oh. Yeah. If I... anybody wants to get me that copy of the VHS that says House Ding Dong, You're Dead, <laughs> please do. Please mail, mail it to him. I feel like the fact that this 
episode was so all over the place kind of works because house is also all over the place. Yeah, yeah. this episode. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> was this episode six? Episode six. I'm I'm real glad that like the episodes have been going up, up, up like a roller coaster, and then this one just I think this will be a favorite among the three people who listen. Us? <laughs> oh shit. The three of us. <laughs> Well, uh, thank uh, thank us. <laughs> thank please, us for please listening. Thank us. <laughs> I'm sorry. Please continue. Thank you for listening to Survive the Night podcast. This was episode six, where we discussed the hilarious movie House. Uh, join us on our next episode, where we will be discussing the thing. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, if you want to follow us on social media, you can do that on Instagram at s.t.n underscore podcast. If you want to follow us on Twitter, it's stnpod. And as Ryan mentioned, you can email us at survivethenightpodcast at gmail.com. And we would, we'd love to hear from anybody who's listening, too. If there's anything you guys want us to cover, we have gotten some uh, recommendations for what we should cover in the future. So, I mean, if you guys want to... Shoot us a little midget message. Whoa, what? Midget. <laughs> Shoot us a midget. <laughs> I said midget. I'm sorry, everyone out there. <laughs> Anywho, finish the outro. That was basically it. Uh, thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you next time. You're supposed to say our names again. You fucking oh, bitch. Sorry. <laughs> <You> stupid bitch. <clears throat> My name is Amir. Uh, I've been co-hosting here with Andy. Hi. And Ryan. Yes. Thanks again for listening, and we'll talk to you in the next episode. Bye.